And good morning, NASCAR fans. Welcome to Greenway Checkered here on ESPN Radio. Uh, PJ Zuko here with you this morning, along with Brandon Bain, as we uh, look back at a fantastic uh, round of 12, get ready for a round of eight uh, here in the NASCAR playoffs, and also look back at, at what a crazy cutoff race uh, the Charlotte Roval was, as it as it normally is. And uh, Brandon, let's let's start right there. Uh, we're going to look forward uh, to, to some stuff and to this round as well later in the show. But uh, let's let's start uh, with the Charlotte Roval and what a crazy cutoff race that was. Of course, you have Kyle Larson uh, coming home uh, with the victory there and, and being able to punch his ticket as uh, he already had. But uh, probably the, the, the bigger, uh, more important story there uh, was who isn't advancing uh, to the playoffs and, and isn't advancing into another round of the playoffs, that being uh, Kevin Harvick, Christopher Bell, Alex Bowman, and William. Byron uh, all missed the cutoff line uh, there last week after an eventful race for sure for for some of those guys. I'm sure we'll talk about that more as the show goes on. But um, just just to start, obviously uh, Kyle Larson able to get that win and uh, those four guys missing the cutoff. Uh, yeah, I tell you what, PJ. I mean, what an exciting race there. Uh, cut off from the round of 12 down to eight at Charlotte we had last weekend. Uh, you know, it was very interesting, man. It seemed like a lot of the playoff drivers uh, had some trouble. Uh, even even our race winner, Kyle Larson. I mean, when you look at what he overcame, uh, you know, electrical problem, uh, you know, had to, had to make some adjustments to the car uh, on certain situations, man, come all the way back up there to take the lead. Uh, it's just It just shows you the strength of that team. You know, locking down seven-point paying wins this year, uh, you know, eight if you really count the all-star race, you know, for the million bucks there at uh, Texas earlier in the year. But uh, I tell you, we he's kind of been slack for the last couple weeks. You know, you never really uh, saw him up front contending the way that you thought he was going to. And then here we go to the, the Roval and, uh, you know, goes in, locks it down, and puts himself into the round of eight. You know, uh, at one time during that race with all that going on was below the cut line. Uh, and they have a great piece of audio on a NASCAR.com uh, scanner, scanner sounds, and it's uh, Kyle Larson, you know, and he's like, I am not going to not make the playoffs like this. He's like, we are going to get in. So, uh, big kudos to that team in the five. Uh, I mean, you had a lot of guys, man. Tyler Reddick there coming home second. Um, you know, kind of made a little bit of a slip mistake there towards the end of the race. Uh, Might have cost him a potential win maybe, but, I mean, at the end of the day, what a great run for the A-car. I mean, the guy's absolutely coming on here later in the season. Uh, and I tell you what, Texas is a great place for uh, RCR as well, so it might be something to watch today. Uh, and just and just what an exciting all-around race! You know, the Roval it seems like it never ceases to disappoint. Uh, you know, every every race we've had at the Roval seems like it's had a little bit of drama in it. Whether it's guys missing turns and piling up, to uh, whether it's you know uh, the the Jimmy Johnson and uh, Martin Truex Jr. You know, battling yeah. out coming down the last turn and and Blaney taking the win that year. Um, so it, it never ceases uh, you know to amaze what they do when they get in there. But uh, this one was definitely wild for sure. Uh, you know, you had a little bit of the drama there carry over between Chase Elliott and Kevin Harvick, uh, you know, with all that going on and and Elliott having to drive all the way back up through there to, uh, you know, secure his spot into the playoffs, into the round eight. So, uh, you know, just a, just a fun-filled race. Uh, there again, I don't know maybe if it's something NASCAR needs to look at. I, I enjoy it being a cutoff race. I think it's really neat, especially with some of the strategies that are employed at, at the Rovals and road courses. Uh, but I, I might 
might want to see another track be the cutoff race and that kind of be, you know, where Talladega's at in this round or maybe it come earlier in a round and move a track down. But either way, uh, what a great race, man, and I am super stoked about this race here today at uh, Texas as well. Yeah, I think that is a very good point, uh, a very good possibility as well. And uh, as as you mentioned, uh, great by Kyle Larson to be able to drive back up and, and get the victory. And uh, you mentioned it a little bit there. You, you know, I'm going to it at, at some point. Uh, obviously, you have the the back and forth between Chase Elliott and uh, Kevin Harvick. Uh, Chase Elliott luckily a- a- able to uh, rebound and put that car back together somehow and race his way up uh, back into the playoffs. Um, Kevin Harvick, you know what? Whether uh, you, it it was interesting, right? Because there's a piece in time where I thought, you know, maybe that wasn't insanely intentional in that corner. And then the more you look at it, the more it looks more intentional. And then you hear what Kevin Harvick said after the race, and you're like, okay, well, uh, yeah, that seems pretty darn intentional. If it and if it's not, then he's making it seem that way. But it certainly looked like it. And then I I think you have what Chase say, uh, a little bit of karma uh, coming back later in the race and ultimately I think if, if you're Kevin Harvick and you just focus on your own race you're still in the playoffs but I think he felt the pressure from Chase Elliott a little bit probably heard that he was behind him overdrove the corner and drove straight into the turn one wall uh, what, what was your take there on on the Kevin Harvick Chase Elliott drama and situation well, you know, I'm I'm partial to the situation as you are a little bit yourself. You know, there it's funny here we are doing the show and we've uh, got a Kevin Harvick fan and then we got a uh, you know Chase Elliott fan. But I tell you, you know, when it started at Bristol, man, um, you know, thing I, that's a racing deal to me. I mean, things happen. You know, obviously Harvick's going for a win, winless after coming off of nine wins and missing the playoffs last year. Um, so you know, not only is he is he hungry for that win, but I think there's something in himself that he needs to prove that he can still win and also you know win for that team uh, and that organization you know we saw Armorola do it but uh, you expect you know Harvick to be the guy to carry that organization uh, so um, you know the Bristol thing uh, that's a racing deal I mean it, it happens you know retaliation Bristol Saturday night get it um, you know what happened after the race carrying on Talladega why you don't want to do any kind of you know retribution or payback I understand that as well you know we're doing speeds and pack racing and and you know I give I give Harvick credit for that uh, and Elliot too if they even had a thought of it you know not to do it during Talladega but uh, for me, man, it's just this is a, this is like you know one of the most important races of the playoffs. This is a cutoff race, and to come into it and you know start side by side one. They started the race side by side and kind of wait all the way through there, uh, and you know let it come down to that final stage and, and coming into it, and then here we are, and you know you take the guy out, uh, you know Harvick hitting Elliott and, and spinning him out and backing him into the wall. Um, you know, I think to me it's kind of a BS move, but there again, that's you know you have human beings behind the wheels of race cars and when people are frustrated or they feel like they were wronged in a way or trying to prove you know a point to another driver i mean this is how it usually happens so uh the one thing i will say is it was kind of a godsend because when you watch that and yet on the radio uh elliot pretty much went after harvick after he hit the wall you know he cut down really hard trying to take him out he did um and i and i feel like had he made contact and done that he probably would have taken them both out but he also would have cost himself uh, the round of eight so i 
I think maybe a little bit of immaturity uh, showed in Chase Elliott, which you never really see, which I was kind of disappointed in as a, as a fan. Um, you know, but at the end of the day, worked out great. Harvick's out, you know, took himself out. Elliott's on to the round of eight. I just, uh, you know, I hope it stops here. You know, I've, I've read some articles. NASCAR sat both teams down and, and pretty much kind of put the kibosh on it, so we've had enough. Now, whether that's good enough to make them stop, we'll find out uh, here coming up today probably. But at the end of the day, uh, you know, there again, I just I think Elliott needs to focus on the big picture, man, and, you know, say, hey, we, we got a championship to chase. We don't need to be worried about this guy. Um, and at the same time, I think Harvick needs to stick to his plan and go, hey, I got four races left to, to not be winless this year. So, um, you know, I, th- I think there again, like I said, just two guys going hard, uh, passionate about what they do, and, you know, they tangle up and sometimes personalities clash, and uh, that's where we're at, man. But uh, glad, glad to see uh, my, my boy Chase Elliott making it to the round eight. What's funny is, uh, honestly, as a Kevin Harvick fan, and also a Chase Elliott fan, but mainly a Kevin Harvick fan, uh, I, I couldn't agree with you more on, on basically all of those things. I think it was just uh, silly to wait until that point to uh, do what Kevin Harvick did was, was silly, and then again, rearview uh, mirror driving when, when you're trying to get into the playoffs and driving yourself into the wall. You wouldn't have had to worry about that if you wouldn't have tried to wreck Chase Elliott uh, earlier in the race, or even if you didn't quote-unquote do it intentionally, I mean, tried to rough him up, whatever. You don't do that. You're, you're probably still in the chase. You race your way in, most likely, because Kevin Harvick did have a pretty solid car and was able to you know drive up there and, and compete there last week. So, uh, frustrated with that. I'm a fan of the guy, but at the same time, you don't have to agree with everything he does. Uh, just like a few years ago when he ruined a Dale Jr.'s uh, last chance to win at Talladega with uh, kind of the, the, the BS move that he pulled at Talladega to cause a caution when they, they were limiting how many restarts that they were going to do and they, he knew it was the last one and his car was junk uh, but he knew if he, he caused a caution before the race even really got started again that he was going to make the playoffs in the next round and, and he did and he was able to do it and, and ruin everybody else's race including Dale Jr.'s last chance to probably get, get a win there so uh, yeah very very frustrating with that and uh, wish again sometimes the frustration of of Kevin Harvick uh, with with his emotions he overdoes it a little bit and at the end of the day what what he said about life teaching you big lessons in certain situations hopefully that taught him to not do things like this anymore yeah if if you you want to wreck somebody in the same race they roughed you up or something like that sure go ahead and do it but wait until that situation um and and basically taking yourself out because of it and you were going to get taken out either way if Chase Elliott got to your bumper. Uh, wouldn't have had to worry about that if, if you just get over it, right? But end of the day wasn't able to do that and uh, we'll, we'll see what he's able to do with the rest of his four races, but Chase Elliott is competing for a championship and when we come back, we'll talk about who we think is going to make it into the championship round of four uh, from these eight drivers that are left. We'll come back talk about that here on Green White Checkered on ESPN Radio. And welcome back. It's Green White Checkered here on ESPN Radio. PJ Zuko, Brandon Bain here with you. And uh, be sure also to check out uh, Brandon Bain every Wednesday night at 6 there at Coach's Corner for Rubbin' and Grubbin'. Brandon will catch you up on all the midweek NASCAR news and get you set for each weekend's NASCAR race there at Coach's Corner. Be sure to grab some some great food, great drinks, and some uh, great entertainment there with uh, Brandon letting you know everything you need to know about NASCAR. And if you can't make it, be sure to tune in on the Coach's Corner Facebook live feed 
every Wednesday night at 6 for Rubbin' and Grubbin'. But Brandon, we do this with every single round. We're looking into the round of eight now. And before we get this thing started, let's take our picks. Who is going to make it through to the championship four as we have Texas, Kansas, and Martinsville in this last round before the championship race? Yeah, you know, two guys that you you almost really have to lock in is going to be the five and the eleven, right? I mean, Kyle Larson and Denny Hamlin. Uh, one guy's been killing the wins, and the other guy uh, came on later in the season, but was consistent all year, you know. And and I and I tell you something about this point system that we're running now, PJ. Is we we went away with the old one due to the fact that it didn't pay enough to the win, you know. And oh, winning's important and everything. And uh, these guys have found a way as race car drivers to manipulate the stage points in a way and use that to their advantage. I wouldn't say manipulate, but they, they play the game correctly. So those stage points pay so much dividends, whether you win the race or not, towards the end of the season. Um, so consistency there, again, still uh, is rewarded. You know, I mean, it, the wins are one thing, but consistency. So uh, you got to lock in the five, got to lock in the 11. Uh, you know, the other guy for me, it's got to be a Penske car right now. The way I'm looking at it is I think Joey Logano makes that. Um, you know, it's just I think he's the most consistent and looking at the tracks coming up between one Texas today and two Kansas, um, he seems to have some good runs there. So those are, those are two I definitely look at him as you know probably putting himself in good position maybe to get a win. If not, uh, you know if somebody has a bad day, he'll be right there to capitalize on it. But uh, you know at the end of the day, the last guy you know it's got to be Chase Elliott, man. So leaving out uh, you know Martin Truex Jr. leaving leaving out Kyle Busch, you know some guys, man. But um, I tell you it's a, it's a really talented eight. The competition only gets tougher. Uh, especially in this round, you know, you're you're pretty much racing against those guys. Race, you know, every lap of the race, um, and one mistake can cost you dearly. And I tell you, what's going to be interesting is to see which which guys that are close to that cut line, you know, the the Kyle Busch and the Chase Elliott and, and those guys, Joey Logano, kind of down there. Let's see what they do today as far as strategy, if they stay out for the stage points, if it falls that way, or if they're pitting under green, or if they go for those stage points, and kind of, you know, at, at some point in time, uh, they're going to start playing some games trying to get some stage points just to help themselves out, but uh, yeah, at the end of the day, like I said, my final four, man, Larson, Denny Hamlin, uh, Joey Logano, and Chase Elliott, man, so uh, ho- hopefully it plays out that way and uh, we're going to have to wait and see here later on at Texas. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. And it, it you open up with those two guys, Kyle Larson and Denny Hamlin, and it's so hard not to put both of them in. I really feel like the, they're both going to win one of these two races, right? Either uh, Larson's going to win Texas or he's going to win Kansas, and I feel like Denny Hamlin is going to win the other one. So I guess I have to start the same way. I, you know, I, Denny Hamlin might not win one of these two races. He's, he's the only one I'm semi-worried about uh, because he's been somewhat inconsistent. He's been uh, very solid in the playoffs so far, but uh, somewhat inconsistent throughout the rest of the year, so I feel like that's what's making me worry. Uh, Kyle Larson's definitely going to make it in, though. He's going to win one of these two races to start the round of eight, so he's in, and I really keep going back and forth on on five different guys, and it's really hard uh, to count that down to four, right, because this is such a competitive round of eight. Uh, Joey Logano, Ryan Blaney could certainly make it. I feel like Kyle Busch might come out and win one of these races. He's so good at, at each one of these racetracks. Uh, Brad Keselowski, I really have a feeling he's going to make it in the championship four. Like He's going to sneak his way in there somehow. At, at the same time, though, when I go through and pick who I think might win races, he's not one of them. And 
I feel like you might need to win a race to be able uh, to advance here and and sneak your way in. So I I I, I don't know. I, I'm gonna go. I guess officially with Kyle Larson, Denny Hamlin. One, I can't go with anyone else but Martin Truex Jr. right now at Martinsville. He's just been so dominant there. He's been so good. So give me Martin Truex Jr. as well. I think he goes out, he wins Martinsville. And if he doesn't, Joey Logano will. But Joey Logano or Kyle Busch will. But I don't think either of them will. I think it'll be Truex. So Larson, Hamlin, Truex... And then it's like, how, how do you leave Elliott or Bush out to me? Or Kozlowski? Because I feel like Kozlowski, again, might sneak his way in. But Kyle Bush has been a, a lot better this year, and it would be very strange to not see him in the championship for, even though he hasn't been winning 15 races a year, right? But he's still been very, very good over the course of the season. Uh, but, you know, even with all of that, I, I don't know how. Maybe he'll be able to point his way in with, with just being really, really, really good over the next three races because I, I don't know if he gets a win. But give me Chase Elliott. You know, maybe uh, th- these other guys run into some problems and whatnot. He's going to have to battle back because he's down lower on the points than, than the other guys, obviously, on this list. But uh, give me Chase Elliott. Maybe he comes out with a, one of these victories that, that I'm not taking him for right now in these next three races. Uh, but give me Hamlin, Larson, uh, both those guys winning over the next two weeks, Martin Truex winning at Martinsville, and uh, give me Chase Elliott there filling out the fourth spot. I am so close to going with Kyle Busch or Brad Keselowski. It's not even funny, but I will take Elliott uh, there in my fourth spot. But hey, we'll come back. Looking forward to Texas later today and, and make our picks for that race, the first race in the round of eight here on Green White Checkered on ESPN Radio. And welcome back. It's Green White Checkered here on ESPN Radio. PJ Zuko, Brandon Brain here with you. And uh, remember, Brandon Bain every Wednesday night at 6 there at Coach's Corner for Rubbin' and Grubbin'. Get you caught up with all the NASCAR news midweek and get you ready for each weekend in NASCAR as well. They're at Coach's Corner at 6 o'clock every Wednesday for Rubbin' and Grubbin' or check it out on the Coach's Corner Facebook live feed. But uh, Brandon, we talk about our projections for this round and who makes it into the championship for. Now let's talk about this specific race at Texas later today. Who do you think uh, does well, grabs a victory and uh, maybe throw in a dark horse there as well for Texas uh, later today. Yeah, I tell you, you know, I, I, there again, Kyle Larson's been hot, but I got to go with another guy this week, and it, it seems to be a pattern, and it's a be a pretty neat little piece of NASCAR history if he's able to do it. But uh, you know, Denny Hamlin's won the opening race of each round through the playoffs. You know, got his win there at Darlington, turned around, wins that next opening race, uh, and here we are again at Texas. And Texas is one of his better racetracks, a mile and a half for sure. So, man, um, I tell you, I got to take the 11 first today. Right behind him's got to be Kyle Larson. I mean, you know, these these are basic guys that you know is going to come out and run good. Uh, there again, Larson won that all-star race, but totally different package there than what we're running today. So be interesting to see how and, and what they do with that. Uh, three for me, guy that got his only win there last year is going to be uh, Kyle Busch. I look for him to have a really good run today. Uh, you know, Texas there again, uh, the one win he got last season, and, and it seems he has a knack for there as well. Um, so, you know, look for him to be in contention. Uh, four, Chase Elliott for sure. I mean, I think that, you know, he's fired up. Hopefully he's focused on what he's got 
got to do. Texas is a pretty good mile and a half for him and Hendrick all the way around as well. Um, so we'll have to see what he can do there. And five for me, last but not least, man, I mean, you got to know it. we got to put, uh, you know, probably one of these Penske cars in there. And I'll, I'll go with Joey Logano uh, today there again, like I said, in the end of my final four. So maybe put some good juju on him, get some stage uh, points. Don't want him to necessarily get the win today. But uh, at least lock himself in to maybe make a better run at that final four. And uh, got to look out for, like I said, off the radar, there's going to be two of them and their teammates, man. It's got to be the eight and the three of those RCR cars. Uh, you know, we saw them. Uh, I, don't, I don't remember if it was last year or the year before. Uh, but saw both of those guys, you know, really uh, have some good runs there at Texas Lake, catch the caution the right way, and I'm pretty sure Austin Dillon came home uh, racing Tyler Reddick for that win. But uh, both those guys are going to have really good strong runs, really good cars, man. Uh, so I hope everybody has a great Sunday, gets ready for this Texas race. You know, it's going to be an awesome one, and uh, I'm sure me and you will be shooting some texts back and forth, PJ, and uh, make sure you have a good Sunday as well, brother. Oh, man, I appreciate it. It's going to be a great race at Texas. Like you said, we're, we're going to be a swap of text back and forth as well uh, as we get set for this uh, fun race there at Texas to start off this round of the playoffs. I like your mindset with, with what Denny Hamlin is, is doing, and like I said, I think he's going to win one of the next two races. I think he's going to be at Kansas, though. Uh, give me Kyle Larson today. I think Kyle Larson comes out, uh, wins this race. I know it's a different package than it was in the All-Star race, but still think uh, in the mile-and-a-half tracks. Uh, he's going to win one uh, of, of the two here or at Kansas, but I think he'll be the one today at Texas. Denny Hamlin will win at Kansas next week. Uh, but give me Denny Hamlin as my number two pick as well. Both those guys are so extremely good over the past few weeks and in the playoffs. And I, I think those are the two guys to look out for. I'll give Kyle Larson the edge for this evening. But uh, give me for number three. He's not going to win, but he's still going to race well. Kyle Busch. Give me Kyle Busch uh, for today. So good at Texas. That has four career wins there and, and uh, basically finishes in the top ten every single time he's there uh, at Texas. So give me Kyle Busch there for my number three pick. I'll go with Chase Elliott as my number four slot. He's normally very good at Texas. Doesn't quite have a win there yet, uh, but pretty consistent and, and pretty good there at Texas. Uh, give me Chase Elliott there at number four. And you talk about those Penske cars. Uh, for some reason, I got a feeling about Ryan Blaney today. I, I think maybe he, uh, I know I didn't pick him in my championship four, and that's mainly uh, because I don't feel like he's going to win one of these races, uh, but, and maybe runs into trouble somewhere like Martinsville. Uh, but give me Ryan Blaney in my number uh, five pick today uh, to do pretty well, finish in the top five, and have a solid run. Uh, they're leading the charge for Penske. As uh, my dark horse, maybe not too much of a dark horse uh, because he's in good equipment and, and has won a race and everything like that. But give me Kurt Busch, uh, always solid at Texas as well. I love your Tyler Reddick and, and Austin Dillon picks, by the way. And look out for that Tyler Reddick, uh, kind of Earnhardt-inspired, uh, no doubt a paint scheme later today. That is going to be a crazy sight to see on the track. Uh, but Kurt Busch, very solid at Texas, has a win there as well and uh, pretty much uh, consistently always finishes in the top 10. Uh, maybe not always in the top 5, but pretty much always in the top 10 when we come to Texas. So give me Kurt Busch. But uh, looking forward to this race and of course uh, the round of 8 coming up over the next three weeks. We'll have all the coverage for you and all our picks for you here on Green White Checkered every single Sunday from 9 to 9.30 throughout the rest of the playoffs and the championship race here on Green White Checkered. For Brandon Bain, I'm PJ Zuko, hoping you have a fantastic rest of your day. Enjoy your race day. Stay safe and God bless.